so something is wrong on a personal level. Like yeah. he probably is going through a lot of shit right now. We don't know about. Yeah. Rumor has it that he is, but I mean, until there's an official confirmation, these things are mere rumors. Yeah. yeah. We can't. You can't actually say like you can't actually speak with authority that that I mean this is a fact. You understand? That's yeah. like the whole situation with the Wandy but overall the body of work is 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 something an upcoming one day will not even do. You understand? An, an upcoming one day in 2006 will not record this thing. And even if he records this thing, a one day call in 2013. Yeah, who are just left Mohit to preach his time to me we will not sign the one they call in 2020. So there is actually nothing futuristic or there's, there's no growth. Okay. I mean it's as if he's suffering from an acute case of Benjamin Button. Like, <laughs> I mean. But then yeah, Drew, let me ask you this, yeah. So if let's say you had the opportunity to, you know, and do one deco for a day or a week. <laughs> what do you and think? Oh, you know what? Let's 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 leave that. In. What do you think Wadiko should have done differently? Be strategic. You know, be, in what sense? Be conscious of things that happen. Okay. Be deliberate. Yeah. What he wants to do. Um, I don't understand why first Wadiko four years are not giving us the body of work. Okay. I think that's the most strategic really. Do you think he made um he made the biggest mistake of his life by living on Jazzy? Um uh, obviously it's looking like it. Because as soon as he left Mavis uh, Mo- or Mavin, he has been able to keep Mavis. Uh, Mavis. He was able to keep the momentum of his career. So everything points to the fact that he was not ready to leave. Or he doesn't know how to, you know, manage his business. Casey, what do you think he should have done differently? I think... Okay, so I think, personally, I think everybody is not, everybody is not cut out for the role of, of, of CEO. Everybody can't be the CEO, like the CEO of a company. There are people who are like naturally designed to be followers and not as are designed to be leaders. And when you don't understand life, or when you don't look at life from that perspective, it's easy to make mistakes based on the hype you're getting here. First of all, in my opinion, I think one day is not a leader. I mean, from everything he has done after he left a label or a proper management. I feel the, the CEO role or the or that leadership role okay. is not something he's cut out for. You understand? Yeah. I mean, at times you can be the best, but even Michael Jordan needed Phil Jackson yeah. to win the championship with the Chicago Bulls in the nineties. Yeah. So you can't just you can't just you know glide through life feeling like oh I am talented I am I am the most gifted person and. I mean, by virtue of that, I am supposed to just win easily. <clears throat> you understand? In the words of Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee said, Bruce Lee said, he's afraid of 
I mean, if there's a man who practices one kick, one kick a thousand times, than a man who, who practices different kicks a thousand times. Bam. The reality of it is, one day cool as a human being, um, is not born for that leadership. So he would have just focused on being the artist that he is here and let others drive. And let others drive him, like while he's chilling in the car and doing him. Which is making the music. So living living Mavens was and is still a very terrible mistake because you don't change your reality. Which is what fucked the Chicago Bulls up in the nineties. Parting ways with the most important players. But then yeah, Ricardo Banks was in the Mavens, right? Yeah. And he left. Yeah. He's still doing well. He's not. Well let me say he's not doing as well as He's he not doing to, well in any But at least we can see that he's making an effort. He's, he's not, trying. He's not. I mean, since he left Maven here yeah, two years ago, if I am not mistaken, yeah, Ricardo has only been able to come up with one hit. Okay, Rora, but no. Rora, mm-hmm. one hit. And the rest are just a bunch of average songs. And then, see the thing. The other major hit he has had since leaving maybe has been songs he collaborated with people, not just any people. Skibi, Sensima. Okay. It's the second biggest song since he left oh. maybe. And, and what that what that tells you? Yeah. What that tells you is this: Skibi might not be the most talented artist on earth, but Skibi has the expertise of working for him. Which is the X factor, Ricardo Banks, with all his talents, lack and need. And so, whenever he collaborates with a Skibi or somebody else that has that X factor, yeah. shit pops. But whenever he tries it alone, is having one hit and then having a bunch of average, below average songs, yeah. and then having another hit, which is not. Good graphically. Yeah. You understand? So again, the question to us is why change your winning team? Drake is the biggest pop star on earth right now. Yeah, yes. Yeah, nobody can nobody can touch Drake. Yeah. But he has been with a label for like 13 years now. With one label. He has his own label. He has signed a couple of artists under his own label. Patin next door, Magic Jordan. Yeah. A, a bunch of people here, but he's still signed. Drake is still signed to Young Money, Cash Money, Universal. Why? Because you understand, for Drake to still be the number one pop artist in the world, he needs the support structure of Young Money, Cash Money, Universal to be the number one artist. And his artist needs him to be the number one artist to get life. Why would you change your winning team? If your team is winning, but then, keep oh winning. Wait, uh, so you try to tell me that. But then, yeah. Um, Ricardo left me this. Yeah, what do you call? There are two other artists who left me. Tiwa, for instance. She had a partnership. Yes. Yes. But even at that, yeah, you can't you can't realistically compare the quality of. Her works when she was affiliated to Maven 
Yeah. So the quality of what she released post maybe. Why change a winning team? That's like the question. That is what we should be asking ourselves. Why change a fucking winning team when it's working for you? Yeah, I get you though. Well, I still love Wendy. We all do. I but I am crushed. One day is my second favorite artist behind Charlie Wilson. And so I am crushed that yeah. when they go will, will, will release an album or a project that is below average. Yeah. Something that if an upcoming artist should do, nobody will listen to his record. Yeah. Like everybody will just try to see it. So why would Monday do that? That's very very disappointing, but you know, still, I just hope that um, you know, Kathy, whatever. Kathy, that's true. You've not said something. You need to say three. What's your thought on one day? Is one day? Is one day cool? I know that. You know the funny thing. I know that I and Kathy have our favorite song. Uh-huh. songs. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, like white people. Yeah, but have you watched uh, King of Boys? Yeah. Yeah, and I think my favorite line or my favorite quotes from that film was when Ilbiz was telling uh, Reminis, aka Makanaki, that 100, 10% of 100 is something, yeah? yeah? And 0% of 100 is nothing. Will you rather stick to getting the 10% continuously for the rest of your life, or will you want to try to get the 100? And get nothing. Which would you rather do? You understand? I mean, this this is the difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur understands equity. If I have to keep winning, I need to share equity. I need to let other people come in. Let's grow. Let's keep breaking bread forever. But a businessman thinks like, shit. Why why should I share my equity with you? When I can do it alone and get it alone. But the, the difference is really with equity, you're sharing risks. But you know, our Nigerians love to make it up. Yeah, your own mentality to it is different. But you don't know who's super just like what happened to Kizania too. Kizania was bloody great. But Kizania had a very great deal. The regular. So I know some. I have worked with Lidl. They complain that they're not paying them well. No. You see, you see, the issue is this. Uh, the issue is this. Nobody put a gun to your head in the first instance and say Collect the advance. Um, what was his name? Cynthia Morgan. What was his name? No, Cynthia Morgan. Cynthia Morgan here was greedy. I have worked with record labels. I have sat through record deals and all of that stuff. And I can tell you for sure here. It's not every day you see somebody who is willing to invest in you. Yeah? person tells you, you know what, go and bring your own contract and I will sign. He did not, the label did not give her a contract. The label allowed her and her manager to go and bring a contract contract, and then I will sign. And let's not even lie to ourselves here. How many times do you see artists in in the first year of their record deal shoot three videos, you know, afford a Range Rover? Sorry, did I just do that drink? Oh. First, first drink spilling on the podcast. One, 
You're not serious. But the question I'm telling us is, yeah, Cynthia Morgan for instance, she became she became greedy after a year. Because you feel he deserves more. And I'll and I'll, 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 and I'll show you to, I'll, I'll put it to you this I have seen TI brag, TI brag that look his deal with Interscope at the time. Interscope or Sony at the time, I can't remember which. Yeah. Is twelve cents to a dollar. Literally means in a layman's language, TI was getting twelve percent of his earnings. Twelve percent. That is TI, who is one of, in my opinion, a legend, the biggest trap artist in the world, and all of that stuff, was bragging about getting twelve dollars to a cent when other people were getting four, five dollars to a cent. Kiss Daniel in less than two years was able to afford the property mm. in this same Vegas. The question to us is, how do you treat music? Music is an occupation. It's not a one-off thing. And if you start working in a bank today, yeah. Yeah, you stick to whatever salary they are paying you for the foreseeable future. Because you know, like, look, you have 35 years to work. You have 35 years to work or you retire when you're 65. Yeah, and so in your head space, you know that look, working in the bank, you're not expected to become the branch manager overnight. You're not expected to start earning, you know, one million a month. Mindset. You already you already program yourself to the fact that look, this is a continuum. It's a continuous thing. You come to the music industry. You're supposed to treat treat this thing like a work, like a career, like you're working in the bank. It's no different. But the thing is, you want to drive a Maserati in the first six months of your deal. Who does that? Even your CEO did not buy a Maserati in six months. He worked like he worked, he grew to that position. Like it took him 30 years, 40 years to get to that point where he's able to afford to invest in you. So why do you want to have what he has overnight? That's the question. So it's not a matter of people use people. It's a matter of the average Nigerian understanding. understanding one, and then the average Nigerian being greedy. True. Second, which is like the point. So the average Nigerian artist is is wickedly greedy. The same people who complain of not getting their due, their due from the labels. Are the same people who will not pay their managers their due, yes, or, or pay producers their due? Yeah, especially producers. Treat the producers right. Yeah. <laughs> producers' life matter. True. Why? Yeah, that's right. So, so, and then it gets to a point where they feel like, oh, I don't need a manager anymore. I need a PA. You understand? Yes. Somebody who will help me and buy. Dead Nigerian Help me and buy cigarettes. Help me and buy weed. Help me carry my bag at the airport. Yeah, because I mean, anyway. what, what do musicians live for? Musicians live for three things sex, money, and high. Those are the three things they live for in Nigeria. They don't live for any other thing. I mean, the video saying, Call me, I have one million for you, is not charity. That's crap. He's not living for anything. That's crap. Yeah. You can't, you can't tell me that, oh yeah, he supports people, he has a large team, people feed off him, but what is he 
standing up for, which causes he advancing. Yeah, one of the biggest problems we have in Nigeria is what climate change. Nobody is talking about it. Nobody is investing in it. And second problem we have, which is why we have flooding and all of that stuff every year, is because we don't dispose of our dirt properly. Nobody is talking about that. Everybody will always jump on a trending topic. And one of the most trending topics in Nigeria is domestic violence. And then when somebody hears a case of somebody slapping somebody, they go to Twitter to flex muscle. But when you do a portrait of the video, you will say, call me, like give him one million. That's crap. Have you ever taken your time to say, look, I'm going to invest in art, go to secondary schools and encourage students, yeah, to like, I mean, believe in their God-given talent, like, oh, this art can actually make you the next day video or greater than the video. You know, don't shit. So let's not even like our musicians are just greedy bunch. Like we are all greedy in Nigeria. The average Nigerian is greedy, and the average musician is greedier mm. and more selfish. I don't care if it's a word like that, but yes, I'm just trying to pass my point. Anyway, I feel you. I understand you. I get you. Personally, for me. I stand where you stand. <laughs> I don't know. One day, please, if you have a problem, you let come. us know. You know. Go and make Jina happy. Yeah, I'm serious. The way. The So you touch it on record labels, what they call and the rest. Why? Why do we think? Why labels have it? You know what I feel here? Yeah? There are two things. One, the record label themselves, before signing the artist, they are greedy and they are very manipulative. So, so, and then the artist. The record labels, yeah. And then the artist, though, that is signing to a particular record label. Now, some people take, um, some, some of these artists use out of desperation to blow and sign their destinies away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, some of them, out of desperation, do not even take look the, the a look at the contract. They don't even take a look at the contract or give it to a lawyer to go through. They just sign because they just want to blow quickly. Mm-hmm. Or even after, even when they take a look at it, even when some of the assets take a look at it and agree. When they start having that thing in quote, money comes with lots of. It's always a term to renegotiate contract. The contracts are not that term. Yeah. It's business first. So you have to consider that every money the label sells, the Maserati they buy for you, the pop they go and pop in a club, club on your behalf, mm-hmm. every other thing. Yeah. You are going to pay back the labor every single time. Mm-hmm. Because it's still business. Mm-hmm. You are still going to charity. Yeah. Sorry, the talent needs to understand the business. Yeah. You know, you get to a point, you make a lot of money for the label. Mm-hmm. The label will sit down with you and say, okay, 5% is too small. 10% is too small. Let's negotiate it. So yeah. they have to get some more from that. It's standard. Yeah. I don't think the label wants to leave. You are my cash cow. You are, you are, 
have a 360 deal with you. You are doing selling out shows, doing everything, making money. Then you just come to the table and say, okay, I don't make this kind of money. We negotiate this. I'm sure when we sit down with you, you will consider it. But Nigerian artists. But it's also the record label too. Some of them, they are always they, they are not willing to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that would be difficult to do. If I am, I don't know about if I am, what's the label there? G Worldwide. It makes no sense to negotiate my terms with Kistanel. Think about it. I would say they collect money in an A-list gift. Almost an A-list or an A-list artist. He's performing 3 million, 4 million, way more Naira shows. If I'm still in that equation, I can, I will steady be getting money from him. I'm going to come to the table, but, when you, but the artist just feel okay, that's 60, 70, 80%, I want to keep everything. But before you build you to that person that can get 60, 70%, someone has to put a series of cash. Yeah. It's not great, it's business. It's really broad. It's broad in the sense that you can. It's something that will always. It's like it, it's something that will always keep happening and happening and happening and happening over and no, over. No, but again. in anything here, I feel first of all, let's start like this. In the eye of the law, uh, ignorance uh, is not uh, ignorance is not an excuse. Uh, so it's not valid for you to come and say, "Oh, look, I was desperate, I was hungry, and I signed the deal. I did not look at." But you signed it. Yes. Crap. Consequence. Take it. Comes. You signed it. So live with it. One. And then two. The question you need to ask yourself is, as an artist, before you even sign a deal, first of all, is what you know. What are you trying to achieve? Blue or growth? For some people, yeah, signing with the label is because oh look. I'll give this label five years of my life. I want to be an artist for life. So nowadays over 60 and still performing. Still releasing records. Yeah. Jay-Z is over 50 and still releasing records. Plenty times. Well he's back. PDD is almost the same age and still doing P- doing him. Um, <laughs> like I can call, like Charlie Wilson is over seventy. I see. I see. Releasing records. Oji Baba. You understand? If not for Arkelly's child molestation case, Arkelly will still be releasing records. But the problem is, what the fuck is wrong with you, artist? Why do you want to act like your artist career is a five years plan and not? Plan for a lifetime. Sound Sultan is Sound Sultan has never been a B-list artist in this country. But I respect him because he has been active for over 20 years. If you have to check from 96 to date, that's like 20 something years. Two-Face on the other hand is still very active 20 years later. So the question to us is the question to us is why do you think the five years you give the label? Is it's like that, like that, like your only plan. You don't have a plan after five years. It doesn't make any sense. Two, yeah, and then 
and then moving forward here, the record industry, the music industry, is the most capitalistic industry in the whole world. There is no industry that is as capitalist as the music industry. You need money to make more money in the music business. And so, half the time, you don't have that money. You don't have the money for marketing, for promotions. You don't have the money to pay TJ or Mori for a video. Yeah, and then, on the one hand, there are no guarantees for the investor. So it means if I'm going to invest money on you now, yeah, and I have invested 19 million all of a sudden, yeah. you can't sing because your voice is lost or something. Yeah. My 19 million has gone down the drain. What if I invest in you after five years, you don't blow up? Who will pay me back my money? But guess what? After five years, you're probably a bit popular. It's easy for you to get another label or to get a hit because I've already put the structures in place for you after five years. And then you leave my label after five years and you make a hit on your sixth year. Who's going to pay me back for all the finances I invested? Five years prior. So what the fuck are we talking about? I'm sorry. It's easy. They said today content is king for distribution is big. And the reason why you need a label mostly is for distribution and for ma- and for marketing, which is promotions. And then social media has bridged a gap, a marketing gap. You can use social media, you can remove your time, devote your time and your other small resources to promote yourself on social media and get the numbers you need to release your song on iTunes music and the rest of the platforms without a label. So if you're not going to honor the contract with the label, don't fucking sign the contract. Yeah. The Nigerian for some of Chukwemeka or whatever his name is, he plays for VRL in Spain. That nigga is an integral part of VRL, like, he's an integral part of that scene. But he's the least paid player in the whole of La Liga. He earns 500 euros a week in the same league where somebody earns 500,000 euros a week. He earns only 500 euros a fucking week. He has not threatened severe. He still plays every football match like his life depends on it. Why? He's young, he's 23 years. He's 22 years or 23 years. He knows that, look, my contract is severe. It's going to expire in two years, and I still have like 110 years to play football. So, monies I don't make today, I'll probably make in that part of my career. But the point is to make a name for myself now. So, why are musicians any different from Chupemika's situation? Why would you not fucking sign a, a, a deal? I won't even give anybody a deal, I'll give anybody 30 pieces. I am that weak. If I don't give, if you don't take 15 or 20, Get the fuck out. I'll use my money and start importing rice. I open my mapo joint everywhere in the and make my money in two months. That's like what this guy's name. This guy that sang in Osinachi. Humble Smith. Humble Smith. <laughs> yeah. And his recent struggle with his own um, label. label. Signed 10 years, I don't even 
continue to the thing is um, I'm tired. Yeah, but you see, the issue is even with him, is uh, the first person who actually signed on Smith is the biggest loser in all of Smith's conversation because the man literally dropped Smith after they released a project or two that they felt was going to be a hit and it wasn't a hit. I broke shine my shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, immediately after that song came out, the man did not see any returns on investment. And he said, look, I can't do this anymore because I'm spending way too much money. I'm not getting anything in return. And then boom, Smith dropped the next record. Osila she became a hit. And then the man really lost out all the millions he invested. Gone. Money he would have put in his children in his children's trust fund. Or even take his children to go abroad for a vacation. He invested in Humble Smith. But the same structure his money bought for Humble Smith was what Humble Smith he used to blow it to synergy. So you see the risks, the risks level take to invest in an artist. What if you die? Yeah. yeah, what if something happens and I'm able to see Will you really find me all the money I've spent? Never. That's true. So artists need to wake up and realize that look, whether you like it or not, the label has the final seat. So what do you make of the series of tweets from Kaye about, <laughs> about the industry? I mean, it's just the same thing we're talking about here. Can you woke up like 15 years later to realize like, oh shit. Mm. I gave away, I signed away my masters. Right at this negotiate contract. These are the most important things you should look out for in your contract, not percentages. Yeah. Who owns the copyright to your record? And it's a universal law. Whoever is financing your, your, your music, owns the right to your masters because that is the only way you can guarantee recoup whatever investment is investing in your record. So for Kanye to wake up one morning and start tweeting about about you know getting his masters back and all of that stuff. And in meanwhile meanwhile when he signed artists to his own good music label he did not give them their masters it's only now that he's asking for his masters that he felt like, oh, yeah. I signed Big Sean, I signed Kid Goody, I signed this person, I need to give them back their masters. 50% of their masters. Crap. I used to like Kanye West, yeah, but I think two things. It's either, it's either his bipolar is real or the pressures of marrying a Kardashian is hitting him hard. And I always tell you this. My <laughs> opinion, I always tell you this here. If there's if there's anything like the 666 and Antichrist, whatever happening here, it's definitely going to come from the Kardashian. <laughs> My opinion, 100 percent and I stand by it. Because <laughs> every human being, every human being that has come in contact with the Kardashians, yeah, will end up not ending up well. <laughs> From, do you think it's not the situation of they are very ambitious and the women, the men that they finally end up? How else will the devil give you a gift if not to, to, if not to water your ambition? That's like the only way the devil will give you a gift. 
every human being, every human being from OJ Simpson that has come in contact with that family, don't don't progress. They go, they like they regress. Scordisic, Lemar, Odo, like Tiger, every human being, including Kanye West. Everybody. So it's either the pressure of keeping up with the Kardashians is too much and it affects you psychologically or the Antichrist is going to come from that family. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. I respect the businessman, the entrepreneur in Kanye because what other way to become a billionaire? You know, the, only, the easiest way to become a billionaire in the world is to get some Jesus money. <laughs> That's like the only way to become a billionaire. Get some Jesus money. Oyedepo is a billionaire, Adibo is a billionaire, the list is endless, Bishop Creeflow Dollar or something is a billionaire, T.D. Jakes is. So how else do you need to get money than to go to the church and get some Jesus money because in the church is where you find zombies. Religion has turned a lot of us into zombies. And Kanye just decided to like, oh shit, I am going broke, my wife built me out with $3 million, I need to make my money back, 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 back. Baba in that church, collect from Jesus money. So, so, mm-hmm. so true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think the present label and artist structure can survive? Yeah, it's not considering what Mr. Is is doing to him. I think okay, I think first the challenge with the labels first is they don't have other 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 sources of getting returns on their investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which is why the labels device the three sixty deal. Three sixty deal. Exactly, and this, this is this 360 day I feel is the genesis of all that Nigerian artists and labor problem. They have an issue with sharing money. They forget that someone invested in their business or in their careers before they become, became something. Um, what I would like to see before I say no, that this present structure will not work, is how Joe Boy and Mr. Easy ends up. It looks like, you know, it's going to be one of the relationships that doesn't go sour because of it's a, more of a partnership that you know mm-hmm. it's not a typical I sign you, I give you house, I give you car, I give you, studio, I give you studio. Yeah. So it's, it will be. I think that is where artist label structure is moving to. Okay. And I've need to make back my money in the course of time, but it's more of a partnership. I feel naturally here that the future of the record industry is partnerships, standard. Because again, every barrier, every barrier, like everything the labels used to brag about having an edge over, you know, the internet is breaking that barrier like on a daily basis. And so the future of the recording industry is partnership. But the question tells us is. There are a lot of things that can't be resolved with mere partnerships. In the case of Mr. Easy and Joe Boy and Mr. Easy and every other person, the situation is this 100%. Who walks away with the masters? These are questions that, on a normal day, is beyond just sharing formula. The masters is key. And so if Mr. Easy gets to keep the masters because look i provided you the facilities you need to become a pop star then nothing has changed 
Absolutely nothing has changed. No, but that space now. Do you understand? Like investment and returns. Yeah. Which is what the record industry has always been for investment and returns. And then, look, we borrowed the 360 deal from the sports world because this was how footballers, basketballers used to get their deals. MB, I mean, if you sign to Chicago Bulls, for instance, Computer Games is franchising, Jesse Sales, and all of that stuff here, franchising, Edge of franchising, and all of that stuff. But it, it, it got to a point where, okay, the recording was a total of it, like, shit. Elok Jose signed a deal with football, and Dev Jam is not making money. And it doesn't matter if we're recouping because whenever it's time for El Kuti to record a project, we hand him a budget and say, yo, this is a budget for your production. Spend this and all of that. In the case of Kanye, Kanye owes the record label a bunch of money, millions. Because they gave him advances for projects. He came back to demand for more. They gave him all that money because of Kanye West. And they need to recoup their investment. And so, they also are looking at it from that perspective of, oh, look, this person can actually be an urban legend. His music might not sell that much. But because he's an urban legend, I can sell t-shirts with him. I can sell Rizla with Wiz Khalifa. And music is not giving us a lot of that money. So Wiz, what do you need to start up a Rizla brand? But what you need is basically us talking to the company and then providing capital for you to have your own branded Rizzler. The Rizzler is selling more than the music. I'll recoup my money from the Rizzler. I can spend whatever on the music. I don't care. As long as I know the Rizzler is selling and the Rizzler is going to keep me back. All of that money. It's a simple thing. So, as simple as it sounds, yeah, the whole structure is complicated. And it's still going to be complicated because Record labels don't make money anymore from sales, from CD sales. The internet has, you know, revolutionized that industry. And then I keep I, I keep asking myself, every month I pay, I pay like a thousand naira approximately for Apple Music subscription. And I have access to over 60 million records on Apple Music. With a thousand naira a month, I can actually listen to 60 million records. How do they make money? the labels make money from these streaming platforms. YouTube will come with all sorts of guidelines. Like before I even monetize a video, you need 4,000 hours of play, 1,000 subscribers, yaddy, 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 yaddy. What they are saying to you right now is, as, an, as a creative, I'm not just limiting this artist now, as a creative, yeah, you don't need to sit down like before and wait for the label or investor to come. You need to keep working. For the investor to meet you halfway, which is key. So even if you have a vlog or shit or anything on YouTube, you need to keep working until the investors meet you halfway, and then you work. And so yes, the future of the record industry is partnership. Yeah, but the business end of it is more complicated than the word partnership. Anyway, well, I guess on that note right that we run this up uh you know thank you guys for listening 
these not forget to subscribe or follow us on all our social media handles i for one at instagram at tick underscore perfection mm -hmm. drew dirty hip hop head eh dirty hip hop head dirty hip hop head Yo. <laughs> I said, I'm not even following you on the ground. <laughs> Madly. I'm EJ16. You're sitting down, call? Kibaba16. Okay. K A Y B B. Me? I'm taking perfections everywhere. Instagram, Twitter. Underscore perfection. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Alright, guys. As you see in our next episode, bye for now. Bye guys.